Choose Pinas once again. This is episode 10. That's why I'm trying to wow, look. Wow, 10 already? So, yeah, that's why I'm trying to look like a 10 today. And speaking yeah, of 10. You're like more like an 11. Oh, thank you. 11 feet tall. <laughs> you mean 11 inches tall. No, sorry, inches. Thank you. Thank Fine. you, though, for that vote of confidence, Emil. <laughs> By the way, my name is Mandy. My name is Emil. And uh, welcome to the show. So the 10th episode is actually in honor of our um, 10th guest, who is also a woman. Uh, last week, we had Miss Celeste Cortezzi um, be, be a guest here on the show. And we had so much fun with her. And hopefully, this time around, this boss lady who we're going to be talking to today will have fun as well. Let's get to know Miss Angela Green. Hey, Angela. Hello. Very lovely woman. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. So, how have you been? I mean, tell us more about yourself first. Like, what do you work with? How, how you got into the Philippines? You know, the, all those, all those things. Can you sure. please tell us about it? All, all the fun facts. The quick, the one yeah. pagers. Um, <laughs> I've lived in the Philippines for about five years. Wow. I'm out there with work. Yeah, I worked for a BPO. Um, so I've lived out there. Right now I'm in the U.S. I'm really hard to get home uh, thanks to this lovely pandemic. Um, yeah. But it'll be nice if I can get back. Aww. Nice. Yeah, wow, we, five we, years. That's a yeah, long time. Yeah, five years. Huh? That's a long time. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, Emil? It feels like it was just yesterday and it feels like it was 10 years all at the same time. I originally came out for two years and extended two and then extended one and it just keeps going. I love it. Wow. So far, you've been loving it. So, um, question is, how did you get in? Uh, how did you get in here in the Philippines in the first place? Yeah. So it was with my job. Um, I work for a BPO that has offices in the US and the Philippines and all over the world. And I came out with a client for a work purpose. Uh, it was June of 2015. And fell in love immediately and moved out in September of 2015. So I just I had to get back. It took about two months to get everything together and then made my way out. Wow. See, Mandy, Mandy, I told you, it's either love for a woman or love for a job. You're still going to end up staying in the Philippines. <laughs> job, definitely. Yeah, good job, definitely. Hmm. Good to know. Good Lovely. to know, Angela. So um, being a – wait, you're from the U.S., right? Yeah, being originally, from the yeah, U.S. originally born in Texas and then lived in Florida for about 10 years oh. and then came out. Awesome. So you're in Florida right now. Right now I'm in Louisiana with my Ooh. family. She calls mm. it its own pandemic fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I guess that's something that we could talk about in the in another in another time in another episode. Yeah. So um would you tell would you mind telling us um what you do for work? What 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 you do in the BPO um in the BPO company? Sure. Um, I'm a VP of client solutions. So I basically uh, work as a liaison, if you will, between our, um, our partners and our, our business itself. Um, and then I support some U.S.-based uh, telcos 
so I, I spend a lot of time on Zoom meetings. <laughs> That's oh, what I do wow. for a living. Is I talk on Zoom oh, meetings. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, just making sure that we, we keep that connection between our partners. Mm, that's you know, amazing. You know, BPO was my first job when I landed in the Philippines 11 years ago. Was it? It's funny, How it wasn't it? my original career. I had a background in entertainment and then hospitality, and I stumbled into it. Uh, I just had my 11 year anniversary with the company. So I, I stumbled into it for something part time, and then it just it took off from there, and I've traveled a lot. Wow. Lovely. Lovely. Indeed. You know, I'm, I'm actually slowly adapting into like Emil's vocabulary saying lovely to everything. <laughs> yeah, I just love the, I just love the word lovely. It's like so lovely. <laughs> Reflects to all our guests. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Angela. Oh, wait, do, do you have any questions, Emil? I'm sorry. I've been talking. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, two versus one. Before <laughs> I tonight, very, so. very corporate professional. So um, I just want to ask, like, okay, you're basically a boss. You're basically a boss woman. How if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna um, get applicants? What are you looking for, basically? Um, most of it's personality. It's really having the you know heart and wanting to help others. If you don't want to help, then it's not the job for you because it's not an easy job at yeah. all. Um, Absolutely. You know, people aren't usually calling in to say, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm happy with your company. <laughs> so, you know, you're usually dealing with a lot of uh, overcoming objections and adversity and, and folks that you kind of got to turn that around. So you really have to have a passion for uh, customer service and making people happy. That's right. um, obviously, good work ethic, which isn't a problem in the Philippines. It's one of the things that I love the most. Um, about oh. our staff is really strong work ethic and wanting to make sure that you know you're always there when you're supposed to be and you're always coming to work and it's something we sometimes have a challenge in different pockets around the world mm -hmm. but uh, it's one of the things that I love about my team awesome wow. so um during the pandemic how how have you guys been doing like how's how's business how's work how have you been adjusting well I think as far as business goes, um, you know, in the line of account that I have, that business is always going to be a necessity. We always need our cell phones. So okay. business itself has been fine. Obviously, the challenge that all companies are going through right now is ensuring employee safety first yeah. and then ensuring that the business is able to run within those standards. So that's been something that we've um, obviously worked to overcome on a personal level. You know, it's obviously challenging. Yeah. I'm yeah. used to traveling. I was going back and forth from the U.S. to the Philippines about once a month for a while. And I got accustomed to living on a plane and out of a suitcase. Now I'm living <laughs> out of a suitcase, but very different, you know, feel to it. So that's been a bit of an adjustment. Um, the initial lockdown one, because I was uh, in the Philippines. I since oh, okay. got stuck here because of travel wow. restrictions changing. Um, but I, when I was home and the lockdown, obviously it's just your world kind of just figures out what your new schedule is, but there's some silver linings that came out of it too. You know, we had the necessity of ordering things to come to us versus us going out and going <laughs> to the store. So we were able to That's find right. like yeah, exactly. local farmers uh, to be able to get fresh produce. You know, I found the dairy and Batangas that I didn't know about that I now get oh, wow. all my yogurt and milk from. So there's some cool stuff that's come out of it too. Yeah. So I was actually going to get to that. What are the other things like work-wise that 
you know, that this pandemic highlighted, like the best things that this pandemic highlighted or made happen to you? From a work perspective? Yeah. Or personal? Work yeah, from home. a work perspective. I think the biggest thing it highlighted to me is that I've made the right decision for the, the specific company that I work for oh, just because okay. of how they put people first a lot. Um, and it also made me just really have a lot of love and respect for my team because, you know, I've got some, it's funny because I typically have a pretty balanced team. Uh, it used to be predominantly uh, male, then it was kind of half, half. And right now I have a predominantly female team. I've just been awesome. so proud of these women. <laughs> just like putting their boots on and headed tonight. out. They're going to lose tonight. Anything I say is like two versus one. So I'm just going to listen. No, that's not the goal. No, I've got some strong, strong women on my team who, as soon as it happened, you know, they were the ones that were out there going door to door to our employees, making sure they were safe. And it just made me really proud of my team. That's amazing. So uh, I was also going to get to that question. What do you think is like the most powerful thing that women can bring to a workforce and especially in a corporate, in the corporate world? It's funny. It's, it's a lot of conversations that we're having these days really is around that topic. I'm a regional board member for our, uh, our women's board that we have. uh, Awesome. And then I also am a part of our diversity and inclusion team that we have in the Philippines. So it's a topic that for all, you know, my minority groups or groups that may not have had the strongest voice, historically speaking in the corporate world uh, that we're starting to ask. And one of the things that always forward with women is just their passion for others. Um, and they're really being able to look out for the team and ensure that you're good. Um, and then just passion in general, you know, like, we put a lot of fire inside of us. So oh, when you release that true, in a true. corporate environment, it's very successful. And, 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 and to add to that, uh, like for example, in my businesses that I have, you know, I'm always are surrounded by women. I think it's also, I don't know if you agree with me, but peace and order also when there is a woman <laughs> in the workplace, you know, it kind of like harmonize everything, you know, make sure that everything is okay. Nothing goes out the line. So that's why, I mean, I'm a, so much love for women in the workplace. Also because your I wife's so. watching you right now. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, yeah, also because <laughs> my wife is watching me right now. So I have to say that. I was just kidding. There's a script Maybe right in front safe of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a script right in front of you and a gun. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm really just kidding. Funny. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So anything else you'd like to add to that, Emil? I'm sorry, I forgot. No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's it. I mean, I'm proud to hear that, you know, Angela is you know, has a strong team, especially in pandemic, you know. I've seen a lot of I I'm actually I wanted to know more about it because I've seen a lot of BPO laying off employees but then hearing from you I, I i'm happy that you know there are certain local local company that actually uh went after the employee to make sure that they are safe make sure that you know they can still continue support their family and etc i mean that's lovely my favorite word yeah and it was it was you know we actually put together a, a global kind of you know a team that was just really working on figuring out how to navigate as things were going. Because as you guys are well aware, you know, it was changing by the minute sometimes in the very beginning when we went in lockdown and figuring it out. So that was the absolute first priority. And, you know, if anything, most of your uh, 
BPOs, when you compare it to other businesses in the country, are, are still hiring right now. I mean, you're constantly going to have a need yeah. for a lot of the services that we support. So it's, wow. it's still a business that is both safe and available. It's good to hear. That's some sort of a, what do you call this? Um, security that this business is still going to keep on going. And, you know, eventually all the other businesses would also like rise up and get on uh, moving on. <laughs> Angela, we want to know more of you, more of you instead yes. of work. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's move on from work, you know, go more on the. I got to go straight into that after this. <laughs> uh, you've been in the Philippines for five years. You come from a country that, you know, it's completely different, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you live in Texas and then you said Florida, if not mistaken. What, you know, things that you think are similar to where you come from that you found in the Philippines? Similar. Um, I think just a general affinity for pop culture has been very, oh. you know, okay. similar. <laughs> I, I learn about artists quickly in the Philippines as I would in the U.S. Um, so that's been nice. It's not like I've had to, you know adjust my music style or anything. Mm -hmm. um, I When I first got out there, I was amazed uh, at just the the love of basketball, uh, you know, and <laughs> I think that's something that everyone bonds over a lot is, you know, the sports and love of basketball because uh, especially with different, you know, teams that I'm not a huge, huge, I love the game, but I don't have like a specific team. So just being able to talk about the sport Same. in general is kind of, <laughs> you know, fun. And then um, I really love... And I come from the South too, right? So it's no. obviously regionally different in the U.S. There's a lot of different things, but the South is much more warm and, you know, with mm -hmm. hospitality, everything revolves around food. And so I felt very kindred spirit in the Philippines. Because <laughs> I, I felt the nice. same, right? Like we're always talking about food. I could probably have an entire segment on food. Awesome. Really? So we're going to get to that. Yeah. Let's dig into that. What I is know. your favorite Filipino food? It's hard to find food in general that I don't like. Um, but, you know, I, of course, I love, like, a good party with, like, Pulachan. I, uh, <laughs> I like NSL. Well, like, when I first got there, it was a safety net for me. Like, I worked in uh, off Edsa in Greenfield District, and there was a Manganasal across the street. And that was the first thing I learned about. And I think I ate there every single day for, like, wow. the first couple of months. Really <laughs> um, I love soups, but obviously, you think of – Soup is a cold weather or when you're sick. So I don't yeah. get it as much as I would yeah. like, like bulalo and um, chicken tanola with lots and lots of chili. Um, yes. I like both of those. <laughs> I have, if salpi cow is on the menu, I'm getting it no matter where oh, we wow. go. Lots of my friends, like we like to eat kind of like pika pika style. So like that's a perfect one, right? Like you can put it in the middle. Uh, I have a tradition when I travel very early internationally mm -hmm. and I, there's this one little place that I get uh, beef tapa for breakfast every time before I leave the country. It's like I need it before I go. And then of course I have a sweet tooth, which can be cured immediately <laughs> in the Philippines. My very first love when I got off the plane the first time was someone handed me an ensamada and I was just like, Ooh. lard, bread, cheese. Oh, yes. Like what else do I need in life? And then I think, I mean, I could keep going, but what I'll stick with now is I'm on a personal mission to turn all of my American friends into lovers that of the gluttony that is hollow hollow. Oh I yes. Oh yeah. Extra it's amazing. Fun. So I try to convince everyone when they come in, I'm like, just ignore that there's corn in it. I promise it's good. You're gonna love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love, I love. I mean, I love it, especially when it's summer. You know, it's hot. Oh yeah. It's so, you know, I take it any time, even if it's raining in the Philippines. I'd eat halo halo. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Have you tried balut? I have not. I am um, texture sensitive. Is what I try to tell mm-hmm. myself. I just okay. yeah, I have no. I have no desire for it. Uh, <laughs> I have lots of friends who eat it. Uh, it's not been something we. It's funny because we used to have. Um, in the office as a joke, like when any, you know, foreigners would come over or expats would come in, that would be the uh, first yeah. thing that everyone would convince them to try. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yep. but I, I skipped out on that step. What's the most <laughs> exotic food that you've ever tried here in the Philippines? Like in any of, of your travels? I don't know that I've had anything super exotic. Um, at some point in time, I've tried, you know, like, crickets and things like that mm-hmm. you okay. know when, when traveling um i had a, a liquor that had like a scorpion and one that had like a cobra Ooh. in it and that felt very exotic and i felt it for like a week after uh, <laughs> but that wasn't in the philippines like, right <laughs> it was in the philippines actually it was like at this little bar in qc <gasps> and they convinced me to try it yeah wow. there is i know it's like a liquor i'm not i'm not sure if it's lambanog but inside the bottle, there is an actual scorpion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and a scorpion and like a cobra or something. Wow. Yeah. So I've, tried, I've tried that. I've tried that before. That's I the most, the yeah, that's the most exotic thing that we've ever tried so far. What about um, food in the Philippines that really reminds you of home? Let's say you get homesick a little bit. And what, what, what's your comfort food? What's the food here in the Philippines that you eat to remind you of home? Um, <laughs> no, actually, you know, it's funny. I think if I'm thinking like Filipino food or if I'm just food in general, because that was another thing that made it easier for me. The first Ooh. like eight months when I moved out there were very challenging for me for a number of reasons. I moved out by myself. I had never really visited before, so I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, a lot of different things. And I would obviously there's a lot of US chains. So that was the first yeah. thing that would make me feel home is go to like Chili's, which, you know, is blasphemy to even say on here. We've got some <laughs> options, but I would go there and, you know, get kind of like my home. But now that obviously I've gotten past that, um, you know, one that you're going to laugh at that makes me think of home is like teach your own. Because in the South here, we have pork rinds. Pork rinds. Oh, okay. yeah, and it's my, yeah. my go-to road trip snack. So that's one that definitely just kind of connects the two for me. Um, I think that Salpi Cow was kind of the, one of the first ones like that. It reminds me a lot of like a beef chips and rice that we uh, do at home with a lot of garlic and really good cuts of meat. So that one's kind of nostalgic for me as well. Wow. Wow. So you see, there's not a lot of I'm differences you, actually. Like I'm sorry, what? I said, I told you, I like, I like food a lot. <laughs> uh, but I have a question. You, you, Angela, you grew up in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In Texas, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are heavy on beef, steak, right? Yeah, barbecue a lot. Barbecue yeah, in like, general. Like smoked barbecue. Yeah, smoked yeah, beef smoke. and barbecue. Yeah. When you got and then here, I live right on the line of Louisiana, yeah. so I did a lot of oh, seafood okay. too. Wow. That's right. That's why. That's why. Yeah, seafood. I was getting there because I've been before in Texas, and I just love Texas too. Is it because of the seafood or, or the barbecue? Oh, the barbecue uh, more, is so good. I think they have this, they do like, there is um, like this smoked steak 
that they, mm. they put it inside this huge wooden oven and they let it cook for like so many hours and then when it gets out it just breaks by itself and yeah something like that yeah, yeah. sounds like a brisket yeah beef brisket yeah and you know it's funny i have a really close group of friends in the philippines and some of us live pretty close and we do like sunday barbecues and things like that so we'll oh. get meat and kind of do texas style barbecue or you know some of those so i, I get a lot of that as well so I don't know if you need two extra guests, me and Mandy are here next time. <laughs> yeah. Know. Or we could bring her around. Invited to the right? next one. Yeah, <laughs> invited to the next food trip. We'll bring you around Maginhawa <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. I would love to do a food trip. You know, I, I have a um a good friend who used to live in the Philippines. She's in the uh, US now and I've done radio for a while. And I always tried to convince her to do like a travel food mm. uh, show so that I could tag along. So I'd love to do that. <laughs> I like to eat. see like regionally what everyone loves. Hey, any opportunity to eat. I'm going to get right. so many notes from my friends after this. Like you realize all you did was talk about food the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's fun. I mean, uh, yeah, basically it's one of the things that bond us together. Right. I mean, that's how we congregate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's how we bond and congregate. We, we travel specifically to go for food. We map our agendas around the food that we're going to eat. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Same. Same. Right. Good. So what's the most notable place that you've been to in the Philippines because of the food that you ate? Like, okay, if you eat, I mean, if you, if you go to this place, this is exactly the type of food that you, that you think of. Um... You know, it's funny because well, even mentioning the fact of traveling for food, most of that has been uh, other areas in Asia outside okay. of the Philippines. I think the first one, I would travel to Cebu. Well, I had lots of friends in Cebu anyways, but yes. um, I, I had a particular love for lechon in Cebu. Um, versus what I was getting in Manila at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're going to get me like, kicked out of the country comparing places and their food but it's you know okay. that was one thing that i would no, when i would get there it's fine cebu is well known for the best lechon yes i mean so a lot of people try to copy but cebu is always like the yeah, champion cebu for lechons so and then there's always like a different um in every like city or let's say a barrio there's always like a different recipe that just stands out among the rest well, and that's one of the reasons that I, I said, I, if there's like salpi cow on the menu, I get it. I see that that is even, you know, a little different regionally. Yeah. Like sometimes it's got like different vegetables in it. Sometimes it's heavier on the garlic side. So that yeah. one's kind of cool to me. Just, you can usually get a flavor for, uh, you know, the area just based off of that. Um, I, I think another thing that I used to travel for uh, in the Philippines back when I got to travel more uh, is, you know, when I first came out there the like microbrewery boom was kind of happening where you were getting a lot more like uh, really good small batch breweries for beer in the philippines with like local flavors so i did a lot of traveling with that and you know a lot of them are in cebu as well uh you've got Mm. a few there that you could go like taste it and meet the people who make it and uh, go up to baguio i love to go to baguio for like a good weekend relax like relaxing trip it's a lot different so there's some there. It's, that was kind of cool in the beginning too. Mm, nice. So what nice. are like the top three places that you, you've you been to in the Philippines? Like unforgettable that places. Love the most. Yeah, that this love is the hard. Most. This one is super hard. I love that so many areas are so different. I, I think Baguio has a 
a place in my heart just because of uh, it was my first time getting out of the metro and uh-huh. just seeing you know how different it could be. I Fresh like a air. little bit cooler weather. I like to be able to throw on a sweater. Fresh <laughs> air was good. So it definitely holds a place in my heart. Um, if I think the first time I went to, I mean, obviously beaches are you. It's uncompared. Like you can't compare it to anywhere else in the world. But the first time I went and was just like, I'm looking at a postcard was, you know, we went to El Nido, we went to Palawan and oh, yes. that's just, yeah. and it was also five years ago when the airport was smaller, less people were coming in, <laughs> it was, you know, still a little quieter in some areas. And so that was really like the first time I was like, where do I live? Like I live in a postcard. <laughs> um, and then we like to find kind of untouched, haven't really started booming yet beachy areas and I'm not going to name any of them because we want them yeah. to stay that way for as, long as, <laughs> as long as they can but I think that would kind of fit into a, a space of you know the third space as long as you can have options for food I'm good exactly so well, you you have no qualms about hotels and stuff as long as it's a beautiful beach yeah for the, I mean, it's funny because that's some other stories. I'll tell you some other times. I've gotten myself <laughs> into some crazy situations along the way. You know, I, I can be a little picky when it comes to accommodations unless okay. I know that I'm going to something that's a little more off, you know, the beaten path. Yeah. Uh, as long as I feel safe while there. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a couple that for other reasons uh, I didn't. But as long as I feel safe. <laughs> I've got, you know, some of my own amenities with me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Nice. You should yeah. be the CDO when you come back to the Philippines. Mandy so will I have been around. the CDO. You have? I have been the CDO. We have, oh, there. Yeah, we have a site studio, so I've been out a few times. But this is where I'll need you, Mandy. I haven't done any of the cool stuff. I've literally oh. just been like, I, you know, I met with some government officials there. I went to the, you know, the office, but I haven't like the like whitewater rafting and you know all the cool stuff that i hear we'll take you we'll take you when yeah when all this is over and you're back here we'll take you yeah speed i'm I'm, hey i'm (laughs) literally making lists of all the promises i've gotten i'm going from food trips i'm going (laughs) yeah i just think that the whole tourism business is going to be up and running once this pandemic is over like once all the all the borders are opened again and we're all free to travel and it's all safe i think it's gonna go back to business and because everybody's just so cooped up in their in our homes right now doing yeah. work and or 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 other hobbies right i think people are itching to get out i agree exactly I think yeah i mean at some point we have to i mean it's sad to say but we have we have to live with it as soon as and, um, everyone yeah, feels safe yeah. again um yeah yeah well <laughs> can you see but it's good to f- look forward to things, right? So, yeah. yeah, one of the things that we look forward to is actually having you over, bringing you to some places, feeding you some good food, letting you chug some nice old beer or like locally crafted ale. That's one. Yeah. Th- that's a lot. Enjoy yeah. It. You have to enjoy it. <laughs> I, you know, there's, I like how many of them have like local flavors too. Uh, there's exactly. one, uh, the brewery in Cebu, and it's just a sweet couple. And they had one that's like green mangoes and salt. What? Uh, so, I mean, I couldn't drink. Yeah, really? the beer itself tastes like that. And so, that, that was kind of cool. They use a lot of local flavors. That's interesting. Super green interesting. Green mango salt? Yeah, it's like, I mean, wow. I know that that's not what a lot of, you know, 
people, I don't do like what is it, the shrimp paste. I don't like do that. So like I put them in salt and it has like a very nice. like pungent flavor that way. Like, Fun, interesting. You see, she's been to a lot more places in the Philippines than we did, and tried, yeah, and tried more food than we probably ever did. I we mean, should I, be more I, adventurous, Emil. Yeah, I hear that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear a lot, and you know, I think that we suffer from in uh, the U.S. Also, we tend to travel outside of our normal area. Yeah, I figured. I figured. She's great. Outgoing. Yeah, you guys outgoing. are more outgoing than Filipinos ever are. <laughs> so how, yeah, yeah. how how did you adjust to those things? Like personally, how did you adjust with work, the new normal and stuff? Um, I, you know, I don't think I've ever spent this much time of my day on the phone. Um, <laughs> I'm used to being out, like actually working with my team, seeing how things are doing, having face-to-face. Um, and I'm not super keen on like the video chatting as much as you know you would think and so it took a while to adjust to being on video and then always having you know like earbuds in my ear a really good headset it's funny because before it's funny because before the pandemic it's like i would tell my son stay off the phone you go and do school manual (laughs) and play with your toy now Stay on your phone and iPad because you have to go to school and everything is, you know, <laughs> exactly. online. Everything is online. What are the other things that you guys haven't used since the pandemic? Me personally, I've never used my earrings. Like, oh, I never see, got to I, use my earrings. I got smaller ones. <laughs> right? I, I wear a lot less lipstick because uh, obviously with the mask when I go out, like, it's, yeah. it's going to get all over my face anyway. I don't use lipstick, so don't worry. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> Can't relate. But what about you, Emil? What about the guys? I know that some of you, like, forgot to use, uh, how to use pants anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I still wear pants. I mean, I still have pants, though. But uh, no, I didn't use wax pomade for my hair oh, for so right. long because I was always at home. It's either cap or I don't wear anything. And then slowly, lately, because I'm going out sometimes in the office and et cetera, then that's the time. But if not, yeah, other than that, um, oh, shoes. You know what? <laughs> I've been using the same pair of shoes since the start of the pandemic. Exactly. I live in socks now. And then this is kind of my like go-to. This is just piled on top of my head. My mom is really funny because if I come through, I'm, I'm staying with her right now. And if I come through with like my hair actually like, a blowout and straight she's like you have to be on camera with someone important today (laughs) 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 same thing here at home like every time every time like i put a lipstick on or like makeup or like Mm -hmm. i do my eyebrows my my fiance goes like oh you're gonna stream okay i'm gonna lower my bandwidth (laughs) yeah there's just that simple understanding of um those things so um Angela, we want to know what you'd like to say to like people or women specifically who want to conquer um, the the corporate world. What would you want to tell them? Um, start my seminar. Um, <laughs> I think the you know step one is just really having a good understanding of what your strengths are, and you know not being afraid to showcase those um, in an office environment. Um, I also think that obviously as the corporate world evolves and becomes more aware of the need for diversity and inclusion as a whole, 
um, some of the historically negative uh, connotations of a woman have gone out the window. Like, you know, it's okay to show emotion and care about your team. It's okay to be in passion when you're, you know, you're speaking. Um, so I think finding the adjustment for that. Um, and then I think what's really important is just find a good mentor, find someone who you can, mentor, you know, yeah. attach yourself to, or, you know, watch them in the business environment and learn from, you know, that's one of the things that we're even doing at work. We started a new mentor program um, and just doing it in a very structured way so that everyone could feel like they had some support uh, and sharing their stories. So if you find someone who you respect who they are in the environment, you know, the, the workspace uh, to learn from them, I think that's really important. Wow. Angela, yeah. you're so inspiring. Just listen to me. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm learning so much Excuse already. I mean, okay, basically in, in our respective industries, we are, it's, it's, it's traditionally been like dominated by men, but now women are rising up the ranks. And thanks to a lot of um, series on Netflix that are, are like showing the same, I mean, situation, it's, it's just been normalized little by little. And, you know, it's important to have this conversation every now and then so that, you know, people learn and it reaches to all, all like corners in the world. It is. And, you know, I think also, it's, I, I think there's obviously some preconceived notions of what that might mean in the past. But as the boardrooms have started becoming more diverse, people are really opening their eyes to that means you have more creative thinking as a whole when you have people from different backgrounds and upbringings, and who have a different view on the world then you can have a more complete conversation than just, you know, nine people sitting in a room and saying and feeling and thinking the same thing. So that has come a long way uh, in recent years uh, and for all, you know, typically minority groups. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we look forward to having more of this conversation in the future, but for now we're out of time, but thank you so yeah. much for spending you, time Kathy. with thank us you. today. Thank you. We learned so I'm much for you when I come back. I'm yes. Yeah, yes. Please. Yes. <laughs> please do look for us. We <laughs> promise to bring you actually all of our guests. We had to, we, 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 we like yeah, so I, far, we promised like nine people to go out with them, <laughs> hang out with them, but don't worry. We're going to, we're going to throw a party. Yeah. We're going to throw a party, party. <laughs> when everything is safe. When, when we have like um, super easy contacts to get antigen tests done. Sure. <laughs> let's do it. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, how can we find you? Do you have, um, do you want to promote your social media accounts? Any cause that you're supporting? Anything? I am definitely not a uh, influencer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you'll be very bored if you go to my social media. But by all means, feel free to check it out. Uh, it's actually Angie No IG. There's a story behind that. I'll tell you some of my uh, <laughs> time. So A N G I N O I G. Uh, but like I said, you'll be pretty bored. It's when I'm back to traveling. It'll be a lot more food and places. Awesome. Yeah, I think you're you're still fun to talk to about food. We're pretty sure we learned so much about, you know, places. We didn't even know about that beer or like that drink that you told us earlier. Now yeah, we're going to look for that. that. I am super Indeed. interested. I am super duper interested. So, I'll yes. I'll find the actual name of it and I'll send it to you. But yes, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you too. Thank, thank you. you. It was so you, early. You. you woke up so early today just to talk to us. Thank you so <laughs> much for, for us. giving us 
you know, giving us a chance to get to talk to you and get to know you even better. And hopefully a lot of people, you know, got her message. You, you guys, um, you ladies, ladies out there, you, you'd be so inspired to work so much more and, you know, handle, handle things in the corporate world in the future. So thank you so much, Angie. And um, you. catch you guys next week. <laughs> My name's Mandy. My name is Emil, and please don't forget to share this episode. And for those who will type their name on the comment, we're going to issue some stickers. We're going to start giving away yes. some choose penis stickers. Awesome. So yes, please just don't type forget to name. share and comment. Awesome. Awesome. Them. Yes. And please do follow at FM1 Manila Facebook page, at Mandy Nocom, and at underscore Emiliano Romano for my partner. We'll see you guys next week. The Philippines. Aside from our lovely islands, people from all over the world love coming here for the Filipino hospitality experience. Would you believe that's exactly one of the reasons why some of them yearn to stay? Well, there's actually more to it that we Filipinos don't even realize. Let's meet people who came generally from first world countries and have fallen in love with this beautiful, humble country of ours. This is Juice Pines.